0: I miss a piece in the mist after storm never giving up we're holding on and on. welcome to another episode of together far apart this season focuses on island voices people in island nations finding creative solutions to global challenges we're Zoe and Stacey, second-year Seychelles are business students who are interested in the climate change and future sustainability of our country. Welcome,
1: Welcome to Seychelles!
0: In this episode, we will be looking at the wonders of seagrass. Yes, seagrass. You might not have heard of it, but think of it like your houseplants or the rainforest, only in the ocean. It filters the water, removes CO2, and makes the water healthier for everything in it. And so much is being done here in Seychelles to understand and preserve it.
2: So firstly, let us tell you a little bit about our country. Situated in Indian Ocean, the Archipelago of Seychelles consists of 150 islands covering the area around the sides of South Africa. The main islands, including the capital Mahe, were formed from granite, and the rest are coralline, including a sudden and precious Aldabra Atoll. As a country with such large expense of sea the climate and the future sustainability is something very close to the heart of our nation our first meeting was to talk to the agriculture climate change and environment minister flavin Joubert, and we asked him how exactly is climate change impacting Seychelles.
3: we've seen sea level rise in many locations where previously where the, the seawater never used to reach. So we are starting to see the impacts of climate change and we are starting to see the impacts of sea level rise. Most of the smaller outlying islands, they are one or two meters above sea level. So with a slight change in the, in the level of the sea or with a slight change in the, in the kind of weather we get here, it would badly affect those islands, which are basically sand caves. Most of them would just be eroded away and they would end up just being a mount or a reef out in the sea. The reports that we've had uh, indicates that uh, one of the areas where climate change is felt in Seychelles is on the marine side. We've had a lot of coral bleaching events where a lot of our coral resources have gone down. Uh, The reefs have been badly affected and uh, in turn we've seen a lot of uh, coastal erosion related to that. Uh, We've also had some extreme weather events that's uh, had a lot of impacts on infrastructure and uh, on the interior of the islands. And also, um, we've, had, we've seen sea level rise in many locations where previously, where the, the seawater never used to reach. We see uh, sea level intrusion in some coastal areas, which is affecting, for example, agricultural uh, activities.
2: Being aware of the issues and problems caused by climate change is one thing, but we wanted to know and find out what was being done locally. And one of the big topics that kept coming up was seagrass, So, we spoke to Dr. Jean Mortimer, a marine biologist who has lived and worked in the Seychelles for over 25 years, and asked her why seagrass so important.
4: Seagrass has finally really reached its uh, level of of notoriety, I guess, or fame, with this uh, interest in carbon sequestration. So, uh, as you know, know, too much carbon in the atmosphere is what's causing climate change. And um, seagrasses, being plants, absorb carbon dioxide. And so they're in the water, but by putting carbon dioxide out of the water, that also pulls carbon dioxide out of the air because you get osmosis. It goes from a higher to a lower gradient. And so the seagrasses take in the carbon dioxide, and they incorporate it into their bodies, into their flesh, I don't know seagrass flesh, um, plant flesh, <laughs> plant parts, uh, and also into their roots and into the sediment that they're associated with. And so, you know, they play, they play a very important role there. And another thing that seagrass do is that by taking carbon dioxide out of the water, they're decreasing the level of acidity in the water. And this is very important because one thing that scientists globally are very concerned about with climate change is that the carbon dioxide is making the oceans more acidic a more acidic ocean is not our friend. What happens with uh, uh, high acidity in the oceans is it melts creatures with calcium carbonate skeletons. So your seashells, your your coral reefs, you know, all these uh, things we love are melting. And so studies have actually shown that where you have coral reefs associated with seagrass the coral reefs are healthier than they are where there is no seagrass because the acidity in the water is is lower, and they can build their skeletons. You know, it really needs the seagrasses to help.
0: Dr. Mortimer's specialty and focus has been for many years on turtles. In fact, locally she's known as Madame Tortie and is a turtle conservation legend. But for over the past couple of years, she's been involved in the mapping of seagrass and tells us how high-tech the mapping is with GPS and satellite technology.
4: One thing that has been kind of a frustration to me, as someone who's working with, with sea turtles, is to realize that we really haven't ever mapped the seagrasses, the seagrass ecosystems in Seychelles. And so this is a very important uh, thing to do. But it's not that easy, because they're underwater. And although they tend to stay in reasonably shallow water, usually less than 30 meters, but they can go down as far as 70 meters. So this really needs to be done at a, at a broad scale. We have been, we've chosen places that have seagrass, but when we do our mapping, we actually are not just focusing on the seagrass. We are trying to cover as much different habitat type as we can. We've done it in a combination of ways. One way is uh, just to get in the water with um, a camera, a GPS on a float and uh, snorkeling. And, um, and so w- what we do is we, we just kind of go along and like every maybe five fin strokes, take a picture. And meanwhile, the, the GPS, which is floating at the surface, is recording where we are. And so we can link our photos with the GPS points. So, and then we link that, of course, with the satellite imagery.
0: Amazing when you think how much technology is being used in mapping seagrass. We can see how it's important to know exactly where it is and how to protect it. We caught up with Angelie Popono, the CEO of Seychelles Conservation and Climate Adaptation Trust, SECAT whose wetland and climate change project has been highlighting these issues for the past few years. Because seagrass and its environmental benefits and importance to Seychelles wasn't widely known, Seychelles set about ensuring the entire community got to know about seagrass. But how exactly did they do this?
5: Well, one of the things that became very evident in our pursuit of this project was Seychelles did not, and Seychelles did not have a name for seagrass In our native language. This really proves a point because it shows you that if something is not treated as important, then why bother naming it? So this really made the point to us to making the case that this is an important ecosystem. The first thing we should be looking at is giving it a name. So we are able to identify it and engage with the concept. We would go to as many communities, as many groups in society and ask them as to what they think it should be named. So we were able to crowdsource with the local fishers, with the scientific communities, uh, through social media to be able to get names five life forms of of seagrass. And thereafter, we had a committee who would go through the different proposals and do a short list. And then we had somewhat of a a poll on social media where people could indicate which ones was their preference. And the next step now is getting the names accepted. Uh, That has happened. We are now working on the definitions to include in the dictionary. We are so pleased that we can share with you the new official
2: name for seagrass in Seychelles. Zeb and Goma Zeb are the official name which seagrass in general will be referred to when spoken in Seychelles native tongue, Seychelles Creole,
0: and will be included in the next Seychelles Creole dictionary. Great news, and also important that now those growing up in Seychelles will be able to recognize seagrass as its local name. As Angelique pointed out, it was important to get children and the younger generation involved and aware of the importance of seagrass, but how did they do this?
5: We took different approaches. I mean, in terms of young people, uh, which was a significant focus for us, um, we decided to have these inter-school competitions where young people could um, attend our exhibition and then go on to write a poem or draw a poster about the importance of seagrass meadows. Uh, we then had, you know, a, a prize giving ceremony. But what, what was interesting is we didn't want it to end there. So we have created an ebook where all these inputs from the children of Seychelles, from the youth of Seychelles are captured within this ebook and can serve as continued learning and, you know, legacy piece of this project.
0: Angelique mentioned that school children had taken part in a poem writing and poster campaign. The ebook is online now. Just search for The Voice of Seagrass Meadows. We caught up with some of the young artists and asked them about their feelings on climate change, how and why they got involved and to share their poems with us.
1: My name is Eric Olegi. I'm in S-51, Monthly secondary School. I got involved in this project mainly because I wanted to participate in school activities. And plus, I do biology, so I felt interested and I wanted to know more about seagrass and the role it's playing in the ecosystem. I learned that seagrass is the plant that takes, that absorbs the most carbon dioxide in the ocean. That's what I learned. I had to make like a sort of like poster about seagrass and its importance. So I did like a little pouring thing with different colors, like green and yellow, sort of like seagrass color as the background. And then I drew, I painted some seagrass and fish, showing that they live in a habitat full of seagrass. It's their food supply and everything. I got third place, which I wasn't expecting at all. I want to be a biology teacher, and I want to take more care of the ocean. I will keep looking after it and keeping more interest. I will study more about it and know more information about it. I will raise a lot of awareness for climate change because climate change is a problem.
2: It's great to see that schools and children are taking an active role in environment issues and the voice of seagrass spider competition really got them involved. Here is a winning poem by Tara Michelle.
0: seagrass meadows. The ugly duckling of the marine world, scientists lovingly calls me. An ecosystem on the decline, my legacy though is to sustain life. Of our precious underwater world, please don't let me die. The ocean nursery for all, a climate change fighter. I clean, I protect, I stabilize. In my habitats, I feed all. I protected day in, day out. Please don't let me die everlasting purifier your carbon i swallow i am the enemy of erosion i am the perfect buffer protect of the vulnerable please don't let me die listen to my whispers speaking of the wonders the timeless cleaning the everlasting protecting of your world under the sea please don't let me die
2: Both Seychelles understand their input and in doing their bit to stop climate change is important, but what about those currently in charge? We asked Minister Joubert where he thought was the future of Seychelles and where it would be in five years from now.
3: Well, the world the world is changing, and uh, we know that uh, the world uh, five years down the line will not be the same as it is today. Uh, quite possibly, many things will get worse, but also there is a lot of hope that things will improve. Uh, our hope is that uh, the future generation they have that uh, capacity to deal with those changes as they happen. Uh, they have the right level of knowledge and the right level of support to enable the next generation to to uh, deal with those uh, those uh, impacts. But uh, also, our hope is that the future generation should uh, they should also be able to enjoy a world with uh, the same level of comfort and the same level of resources as we have today. We cannot continue to deplete what we have to such an extent that the next generation don't get anything. So we have to try and preserve, conserve, uh, enhance what we have so that we pass on to the next generation something that is as good as or even better in some, in some uh, ways compared to what we have today. So we have to live in hope, we have to focus on uh, trying to uh, pass on something that is good to the next generation
0: we will share a final word with Angelique Popono, CEO of Seca. We asked her if even with the efforts we make here in Seychelles to help ourselves, how important is it that big countries and major contributors to emissions
5: take note of the impacts of small nations? I think this is one of the roles that, you know, podcasts like these are so important, right? is that connection because oftentimes if something seems very far away from you and you're disconnected and you you're not appreciating how this has anything to do with you it's very easy to you know just go back to your usual habits for people in Seychelles, it's very difficult to go back to your usual habits because you've got a constant reminder as, you know, all the sand gets dumped onto the roads again for for five days consecutively. Sure. Um, so I think these podcasts should be one that is far reaching and also helps to connect people who, who feel far away from the problem and to better understand uh, the challenges that are being faced by islands, but also to show that islands are not going to be bystanders in their demise, right? We're going to to keep fighting and taking action like uh, the coastal wetlands and climate change project, you know, as cat, we've chosen to address it through a nature-based solution. But that's only one example. And I think that's, that's where the message is, you know, 90,000 or so people in Seychelles willing to take a stand, willing to take action. Why would it be difficult for millions in very developed countries uh, not to do the same?
0: Island Voices was presented by Stacey Kupusami and Zoe Mosheili, Produced by Fiona Winterburn at Creative Media Seychelles and edited and mixed by CavieraCreative.com.
2: Thanks for listening to Island Voices.
0: I can't wait to see you soon in my home of
2: Seychelles. Goodbye for now or as you say in Seychelles, au revoir.
0: There's a lot of beautiful places in this world And they all
2: can leave you with something
0: But there's a land in my heart, in my bones and on my mind where the sun pours honey down on your face
2: every day.